Welcome into another episode of Collegiate Chaos. I'm your host, Sam Ostry, alongside Ben Dixon. Tonight is March 8th. We're recording on a Tuesday. This will be released tomorrow, March 9th. We are full, fully in conference tournament season. Selection Sunday is this Sunday. March Madness starts next Tuesday, a week from today. It's here. March is here. Ben, we've been watching the conference tournaments take place. How are we feeling right now? I feel great. I mean, every time I'm watching a game, you just gotta you just gotta sit back, take it all in, say this is March from from the game we were talking about last week, uh, whether it was Wisconsin Purdue, that crazy finish to start off March, uh, going all the way to kind of last night Chattanooga Furman. Kind of, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, how, how good of a game that was, and just all these conference tournaments, even the mid-major ones, all the championship games, all the semifinals. They really get me going. It's what what we love about March, and it's you know why we love the sport. Yeah, it's the, they say it's the best time of year for a reason, because it truly is. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit of the teams that just that just secured bids. Uh, ben mentioned Chattanooga last night, that insane buzzer beater against Furman. Heartbreak for Furman, but what an unbelievable shot from just about half court. We watched that together. That game was nuts. Just now, Delaware picked up um, an NSA tournament bid. They just beat UNC Wilmington in a great game. Loyola Chicago has punched their ticket to the tournament. Gonzaga right now is, is in the... Um, West Coast Conference Tournament Final against St. Mary's. They're up about six. It's actually going to be a close game as we're recording this right now. But what were some of your takeaways from the teams that have uh, secured bids thus far? Yeah, I think just like you mentioned, we talked uh, Chattanooga Furman watching that one together. Um, that was just a crazy game. Obviously, Furman, uh, Bothwell, the end of the regulation, tying it up. And then kind of heartbreak for him as a senior. You do feel bad there. And especially just feel bad for the program and Furman in general. You know, so much is made about the glorious side of March, but the dark side, the other side, the side where teams, you know, get heartbroken. Furman hasn't made the tournament in 42 years, and they yeah. were they were everything this but, close. but a Jean Baptiste prayer away from, yep. from kind of securing that bid there. So I do feel bad for them, but I also think there's a lot to be said for a guy like David Jean Baptiste hitting that buzzer beater. It's a sixth year at Chattanooga. He was suspended for a little bit in January. He's kind of been through it all, and kind of to, to get him to that moment was big. And then just another one of my, my favorite storylines from early championship week this past weekend, Longwood securing their first bid to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Great story about their head coach, Griff Aldridge, a guy who was kind of kind of wanted to get into coaching, played D3 in the, uh, back in the day, um, ended up kind of becoming really successful in Texas in the business world, and he was he's great friends with, with Ryan Odom, who was then the UMBC coach, took a $32,000 job to be the, the director of basketball operations there, and then he kind of just climbed his way into becoming uh, now an NCAA tournament coach. Great article in the uh, Washington Post the other day on that. Uh, highly recommend checking that out. But it's just those type of stories, which is why we love March so much. And just, just these teams, I, I, we'll, we'll hear it as soon as they get closer to the tournament. Yeah, and it's but, fun to pay attention to these tournaments because these are the teams that we talk, we're talk we talking about right now that make these Cinderella runs. This is when next week and the weeks after, everyone's going to be hearing about these stories about these teams when they upset higher seeds and go on Cinderella runs. So it's fun to watch it all play out right now in the conference tournaments. Like we said, um, Gonzaga, number one overall seed if they can win tonight but this game will probably be wrapping up around when we're finishing recording but Gonzaga's only up five right now against St. Mary's well obviously you'll know the result when you're listening to this tomorrow but Gonzaga if they don't win this game tonight they leave the door open where Arizona can get the number one overall seed absolutely we may have to do a little uh, live stream of that one yeah. if, if it gets close but you're 100% right there Sam if you, especially if you go one and two against St. Mary's another conference opponent even though St. Mary's as good of a program they are, Arizona dominated the Pac-12, which, you know, kind of the, the bottom was a little bit stronger than the West Coast, but kind of on par conferences mm-hmm. this year. Uh, 
uncharacteristic. But I, like you said, yeah, if Gonzaga does lose this game, it does open the door uh, for Arizona to get the number one overall seed. And just want to go back to your point uh, about watching these mid-major tournaments. How did this team get there? How did that team get there? Jacksonville State going to the tournament. Yep. They lost in the conference semifinals. Bellarmine wins, wins the Atlantic Sun tournament tonight. The nonsense rule that exists. Yep, you have to be four years into Division One to, to be eligible for the tournament. It's only Bellarmine second. Great story there. But now Jacksonville State, a team that won the ace in regular season but lost in the semifinal, will be in the, in the tournament. Yeah. Really, really interesting right there. It makes no sense. I don't know anyone that thinks that that rule is valid, but it's what it is. I don't see them changing in between now and, and uh, next Tuesday, so it is what it is. All right, so we're going to break down every single major conference tournament that's um, that's tipping off this week. Most of them are starting um, on Wednesday, which is today, and the ACC one started yesterday, so we'll have those. We'll talk about those results a little bit, but we're going to start with the Big Ten. We're going to break down the Big Ten conference tournament. Illinois is the number one overall seed. They have a share of the Big Ten title with with Wisconsin. Wisconsin could have had the number one overall seed, Choked. but they have a hor- took a horrible loss to Nebraska uh, this past weekend. Just inexcusable loss. Johnny Davis is out. He goes out in the in the game. Not expected to be a serious injury, but even without him, you got to beat Nebraska to get that outright regular season title. They can't. So Illinois is the one seed overall. Wisconsin number two. Purdue number three. And then Rutgers somehow is the number four seed. So those are the teams that have the double bye. But first things first, in the first round starting today, we have Nebraska against Northwestern, Minnesota, Penn State. The winner of Minnesota, Penn State plays Ohio State. The winner of Nebraska, Northwestern plays Iowa. Real quick at that early part of the bracket before we get to where those those uh, quarterfinals are, where those top four seeds are already landed. What do you think about those early matchups? I mean, you're looking at these matchups, and Nebraska is suddenly one of the hottest teams in the country yeah. for no reason at all. I mean, <laughs> they, they spoiled uh, Wisconsin's Big Ten title. They beat Ohio State on the road. And who's it? Did they beat Penn State? Was that the other team? Um I don't know, I'm slipped sure my mind, either. but three three wins in a row. Um, they're playing their best ball, seemingly completely out of nowhere because they they were up there with Georgia for the worst team in the uh, in the power power five or the power six year in college basketball. So I'll go to Nebraska. Why not keep the momentum going in a pretty you know meaningless first round game? Won't be meaningless for the players, but it obviously won't have an impact on the tournament. And then the other game, Minnesota, great start. I, w- I was talking preseason about how bad they would be. They kind of made me eat my words a little bit, and then they came back down to earth, finished last in the Big Ten. Nebraska somehow didn't play against Penn State. I kind of like Penn State there. Um, maybe some 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 good play from Pickett, the, the senior guard, uh, in, in a close game. I, I think we might see some good competitive games in these first uh, these first rounds with the, the 12-13, no, the 11-14 matchup. And that, it's exciting because they're March, and mm-hmm. if you slap a Big Ten tournament title on it, I will watch it. But yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to be exciting because they're even evenly matched teams. I agree that Nebraska's gotten really hot. And, uh, you know, at one point, this Northwestern te- team seemed like they would finish, like maybe in the top ten of the conference has not worked out that way. They really struggled down the stretch. I think Nebraska wins too. Penn State's a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Minnesota. I think Penn State's been playing really well too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sam Sessions has been playing phenomenal. He's been their leading scorer in recent games. John Havard plays incredibly hard. And this is his last season with Penn State. I think Penn State wins that too. So now let's go to the second-round matchups. Um, you know, we don't know exactly who Iowa's going to play. It'll be the winner of Nebraska-Northwestern. But we know Indiana's playing Michigan in the second round. The winner gets Illinois. And we know Maryland's playing Michigan State. The winner of that gets Wisconsin. 
This Indiana-Michigan game is incredibly interesting because Michigan, I believe, they're in the tournament. They've punched their ticket. They've done enough down the stretch. Phil Martelli replacing Juwan Howard. He was 3-2. and two. Obviously, Juwan Howard's back now for the postseason. But this Indiana team is as close to the bubble as you can get, and they're on the outside looking in right now. They need This is a must-win game. If they lose this, their season's 100% over. If they win this, I don't think it guarantees them a spot in March but they have a much better shot. So this is a must-win game for Indiana against a Michigan team that's looking pretty good. This is one of the most intriguing games of, of all of Championship Week because, like you said, Michigan, I, I believe they have punched their spot with that little run powered by uh, acting head coach Phil Martelli there. It's Did a, a great job stepping in for Juwan Howard. Then Indiana, a team playing for their, their tournament lives, a team that, I mean, it's probably going to be an Indiana home game in, in, in yeah. Indianapolis. It's in Indianapolis. Um, so it's really it should be a great environment 11 for eleven thirty a.m. Yep. start, which is absolutely nuts. I That's love the best it. about the conference tournament season because no matter what you're doing throughout your day, you just turn you just these turn, games it on. It could be background noise for all you. I'm I'll be I finished class at ten forty five Thursday. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be locked in. But uh, really, really interesting game. Like you said, one of my one of the games that I'm really looking forward to in Championship Week in terms of even games before the quarterfinals. Probably the best one of its kind here uh, among the power conferences. I think in this one, if I, if I were to make a pick, I we've seen in so many different versions of Indiana this year. Uh, obviously, the Maryland fans listening to this uh, probably remember the version where Indiana killed them in College Park and then got the win in Assembly Hall. I'm going to give Indiana the slight edge here. I just don't think Trace Jackson Davis, who, who could definitely be going to the NBA after coming back for his junior year this season, is going out like this in front of a big home crowd against a Michigan team that... You know, you don't want to say a lock because anything can happen. Bid stealers can come about here in March. But a win, a win could probably make them feel safer about their status. But I do think Indiana, a team playing with a little bit more desperation, a little bit more want as long as they, they get to those loose balls, they get those 50-50 plays. Trace Jackson Davis gets the best of the matchup with Hunter, Hunter Dickinson. Um, I do like Indiana to move on here in a game where they're fighting for their lives. Basically. Yeah, I think you're 100% right about desperation. It's going to be a home game. They are they are playing for their season. It's literally win or go home, not just for this tournament, but for their entire season for Indiana. It's, it's Indian, in Indianapolis. I'm excited to see what the line's going to be. I don't think it's come out yet as, as we're recording this, but I still think Michigan wins. I just think this Indiana team is unraveling late in the season, where like really not in the late in the season, since the beginning of February where it's just been a disaster like performance from them. They It seemed like there was no way in the world they weren't going to make the tournament, and now they're on the outside of the bubble. I think it, their season ends against Michigan, against a Michigan team that's playing well, that could be a threat, not just in this tournament, but once they get the bid in March, because this was a team that everyone expected to be at, towards the top of the Big Ten. Obviously, it didn't play out that way. They struggled in the beginning of the season. But I just Hunter Dickinson, he didn't play in the last game with an illness. He's expected to be back. I think this Michigan team somehow finds a way to beat a desperate Indiana team. Yeah, it's a really tough pick to make. I will say part of what did give me confidence, or not confidence, but just giving me the edge with Indiana there was just their their performance at Purdue. Easily could have walked away with a win there, uh, spoiling Purdue senior day. They didn't. But hopefully for them, uh, carrying some momentum into the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, and then the other game that we know is happening in the second round is number 10 Maryland versus number 7 Michigan State. This was the last game of the season for both these teams on Sunday. Michigan State was up by as much as 22, and Maryland came all the way back, cut it to like 5 or 6, and then um, Michigan State goes away with the win. And Michigan State is 2-0 and this year against Maryland, and these two teams played in the second round of the Big Ten tournament last year, and Maryland beat Michigan State. That has to be on T- Tom Izzo's mind and Michigan State's mind. Do we think Maryland can pull off the upset? 
I think Maryland can definitely pull off the upset. I still haven't made my mind up if they will. Obviously, a couple days to, to make a pick and kind of get my confidence floating one way or another. But there is something to be said for how hard it is to beat a team three teams yeah. in a season, three times in a season, excuse me. And there's especially, something to be, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say real quick, especially because this is one of the most inconsistent Michigan State teams you could find. 100%. And just like the the manner in which Maryland lost to Michigan State, kind of both games more so in the first game in College Park where they came back from, from a large halftime deficit, mm-hmm. cut away, um, had put themselves in a position to win down the stretch. Not They cut it to three uh, on Sunday, if I'm correct, not necessarily in a position to win down the home stretch, but uh, they did so in the first game and came down to the last possession there. But this is a, this is a te- these are two teams that have – all in all, I've played two competitive second halves, yeah. and I think come tournament time, it's really hard to do that three times to another team. This isn't a vintage Michigan State team. We've talked no, about it on the no. podcast earlier. We've talked about it in conversations between us and our other friends. It's just there's so much much to question about this Michigan State team. Is Tyson Walker a great Michigan State yeah. point guard? He's shown flashes at points, but other times you're like, this guy should be back at Northeastern. Mm-hmm. Willie Call, Gabe Brown, really good players. Where's their consistency? Same thing can be said for Joey Hauser. So I feel like it's it's weird for Michigan State and Izzo. Obviously, it's a popular opinion. I feel like it hasn't been this way in a few years. But his team kind of isn't really f- finding its footing in March yet. Obviously, that can change with the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, and Malik Hall can get going anytime. He's obviously the guy that hit the game winner against Maryland the first time they played when Michigan State beat Maryland by two back in College Park. You know, I think Maryland finds a way to win this game somehow because this Michigan State team, like I said, they're so inconsistent, not just from game to game, from half to half. You don't know what team is going to be 100%. on display. The key for Maryland here is not going down big early like they have in both times. They trailed by they trailed by 15 in the second half against Michigan State the first time and then 20 in the second half against Michigan State the second time. They fought back both times, but it wasn't enough either time. This team cannot go down early and let Michigan State get hot. They can't go cold early in the game, which, of course, at any moment is time in time as possible for Maryland, but I think they come out with a ton of fire. I mean, this is Maryland's season. They know that. Michigan State is still playing. They'll be in the tournament, even though I think they could be an early out in the tournament. Yep. But the Michigan State will be in the tournament. Maryland's playing with desperation. A ton of, like, this is Eric Ayala's last game in a Maryland uniform, most likely. This is Vats Russell's last college basketball game. If they lose, you know, he's been playing with a ton of heart. I just think Maryland finds a way to not go down early and then keep this close throughout the whole game, and I think they win. Yeah, there's definitely kind of like you said the the last game feel. It could be well, we know it's going to be Danny Manning's last game as coach of the Terps if they lose that. If they lose, Fats Russell, Eric Ayala, Xavier Green, and then it's like with the new coach who yeah. comes back next year. It it it'll it could be the last time this group or excuse me, it will be the last time this group has won at least the majority of it ever plays together again. And I think kind of from that point moving forward, especially tomorrow night, you'll you'll see a team, hopefully, if you're a Maryland fan, kind of play with that sense of energy and be like, hey, these are my guys. I don't want to end that this way. Yeah, and with all that unknown, you know, you would, like, especially late in the season where their season seems over, you would expect the team and a lot of the players to quit. But they really haven't. They fought really hard down the stretch of the season. And that makes me think they're going to continue to fight in this tournament. All right. Let's go, you know, if either of these teams win, they play Wisconsin. I don't think we need to talk about that too much. I think we would expect Wisconsin to win both those games. Yep. We could have a Wisconsin-Purdue semifinal um, matchup. Let's let's just talk about that. Let's say that's going to happen. Who do you think would come out of that? Because I think, I think we're going to have a Wisconsin-Purdue semifinal matchup. If Ohio State can win in the second round, they'd play Purdue. 
Ohio State has not looked like a good team recently. I would, ex- I think there's going to be Purdue-Wisconsin in the semifinal matchup. And I think the winner of that game wins this conference tournament. I've, I haven't really decided who. Let's just let's just look at the odds-on favorites to win. It's Purdue as the three-seed in the tournament. They're plus 220 to win um, the conference tournament according to DraftKings. And then uh, Wisconsin is not even close to, to that. They're plus 800, which is really shocking to see because Illinois is plus 370, Iowa is plus 372. And then Wisconsin, like I said, is plus 800. Like if Purdue and Wisconsin play, like who who are you giving the edge? Yeah, to? I mean it's 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 even more surprising to see those odds because Wisconsin has beat Purdue twice yeah. this season, two zero against. But like you just but said, like, it's ex- really hard. I was hard. just about yep. to bring that up. Um, I think I, I would like Purdue in in the third kind of rubber match between between these uh, these two squads, just because, you know, both games were were, were kind of epic. The, the first one early on in the conference season back in January that was kind of Johnny Davis's coming out party, which. Just a side side note here: Johnny Davis, not a unanimous first teamer uh, from the media for the All Big Ten votes, was ridiculous. But you can check my Twitter for that. We don't have to get into that. Um, and then obviously the instant classic uh, with the Johnny Davis bank long two, Jade Ivy long shot, and then Chucky Hepburn bank three for the win in the last Wisconsin Purdue game on March first, just a week ago, as we're speaking now. That gave Wisconsin the Big Ten title. So I think it's a series that has been, you know, pretty evenly matched especially the last game uh, the last time these two played Wisconsin coming off then Nebraska loss uh the healthy Johnny Davis I mean I'm, I'm assuming he, he will be playing in this Big Ten tournament obviously couldn't play um, I think in an interview you said he definitely should be yeah good but that, that that was a scary situation yep. uh as a side note there but I, uh all in all if they those two teams play for a third time I think I do like Purdue um there, it comes a point in time if you're Purdue and you're Matt Painter is this team was supposed to be all that. We talked about their defensive struggles, how good they are on offense. It's just you, you got to prove it. You got to shut people up and, and an opportunity against the co-Big Ten champions, a title that you probably feel like you should have won um, is, is a major statement to do that. So I like Purdue in that game, and that's that's what the Big Ten tournament's for. Yeah, I agree, and I hope we have that 2-3 matchup Wisconsin-Purdue in the semifinal on Saturday. I expect Purdue would win that, but it's going to be an amazing game. You know, like like you just said, it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. And I think Wisconsin, this Wisconsin team is still primed to make a Final Four run. You know, that loss to Nebraska was bad. But I still, this Wisconsin team is going to do something special this year. I still believe that. Maybe it's win this Big Ten tournament, this Big Ten, um, this Big Ten tournament. But I, I just don't think it's going to happen. There is value at plus 800 on Wisconsin. Because yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's the, the, they, sh- they split the regular season title and the fourth best odds to win this conference tournament that seems ridiculous but to just let's let's do predictions for the final real quick i think purdue is gonna be wisconsin so i expect purdue to be in the the title on sunday and then i think it's gonna be iowa iowa if they can beat either nebraska or northwestern they play Rutgers, and this is an interesting Rutgers game because and Rutgers team because this team's on the bubble somehow but they're they got the double bye in the it, big 10 it, tournament it's, there's never been anything like it and that i can remember yeah and, and then there's no way they can't really not make the tournament, the NCAA tournament, I mean, because if they play Iowa, that's a real, and they lose, you know, that's a really like quality loss. So I don't see a scenario where Rutgers can't make the tournament because of this. this yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you touched on that, but I think Rutgers securing the double bye, um, and even if they lose to Iowa uh, in, in the quarterfinals on Friday, I think it's just, it's a product of just the strength of the Big Ten season and how they finish their season despite yep. the tough start. And it's, it's just a team that should be in the tournament. A loss, a neutral uh, floor loss to Iowa, Quadlin loss to Iowa, shouldn't really do any damage to their resume. And it, and it really shouldn't be to the point where they need one either. If you secure the double bye, I think it's just 
throw away all the numbers. You did enough to garner at-large consideration, regardless, in my opinion. Um, obviously, the pundits may have some some different thoughts. That's just uh, my but, feeling. But on I, that. I agree, and I would be 100% shocked if Rutgers somehow's name isn't called on Selection Sunday, regardless of what happens in this tournament. I would be absolutely shocked. But to get back to what I was saying, is I think Iowa beats that Rutgers team. And I think we're going to—I think— Illinois beats either Indiana or Michigan, whoever they play. I think we're going to have an Iowa-Illinois matchup. And I think Iowa wins. I think we're going to have an Iowa-Purdue final. Real quick, we've gone really long in the Big Ten. I think it's an Iowa-Purdue final, and I think Purdue wins this Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I'm I'm not far off with you on Iowa there. As soon as the bracket came out, I'm like, this is a great path for Iowa. I think... Keegan Murray is going to show the country what yeah. he's about, and I think I think Iowa is actually going to win four games in four days and, and win this tournament. I know I, I, we, we go chalk a lot on this podcast this as soon as chalk. the bracket came out. <laughs> I, I, I liked Iowa's path. I think they'll have the easy matchup with uh, Nebraska and Northwestern, kind of get the legs under them in Indy, get into the quarterfinals. I think they'll beat Rutgers. Um, I, I think Illinois is not an unfavorable matchup for them, and then anything can happen in the final. So I'm, I'm going to go with, with Iowa to win the Big Ten tournament oh, wow. there. Um, it's it's something that's kind of been brewing in my head for a little bit. I saw the bracket. I'm like, hey. And you have them beating Purdue. Beating Purdue in, in okay. the uh, in the so Big we, Ten final. So we have the same final, but a different winner. I think Iowa goes to the final. The legs run out a little bit. It's really hard to win four in four days. It is, but but and March superstars have done it. Yep. Like, remember Kemba won uh, yeah, five yeah. five games in five days. We got and out in the garden. Obviously, a little different, but it's it's similar. Uh, not yes. narrative, but but similar theme. Here yeah, no. So we definitely don't have chalk here. Um, ben is Iowa winning over Purdue, and I have Purdue winning the Big Ten tournament over Iowa. I think we might go a little more chalk here in this next one. We talk about the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, the only matchup tomorrow's is the number eight seed, um, um, Kansas State. Excuse me, against number nine West Virginia. Kansas is the number one seed overall. Baylor's the number two seed overall. Both these teams are going to be on the one or two seed line, and both of them are Final Four contenders. Like, we can talk about individual matchups here. Texas Tech, obviously, is having a terrific season. They're the three seed. Texas TCU is a good matchup. as the 4-5. But I don't see this championship being anyone other than Kansas or Kansas Baylor. Yeah, I think I, I think you're exactly right. I think it will be Kansas Baylor in the finals here. I think there is something to watch in a potential Baylor-Texas Tech semifinal, which could be epic. It might yep. be... Might be a defensive rock fight. It yeah, might, I mean, might, it might, Texas Tech's going to be on that two or three line too, 100%. and it depends what happens in this tournament to see how far up they can go. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it could be one of one of. I think Kansas is is going to not coast to the finals, but I think it'll it'll have no problem with K State, West Virginia, and then it'll beat Texas or TCU. Both teams that uh, Texas obviously in the tournament. I think TCU's done enough to to get that consideration. Uh, and if TCU beats Texas, they'll definitely be in. And TCU um, beat Kansas earlier this year. And and Kansas and they and they back. played them, but they played them competitive yeah, that yeah. that second game. That was only five days ago or six days ago at the time of listening right now. Um, so I like Kansas getting to the final. I think Baylor Texas Tech could be a really epic game. Like I just said, um, I'd give Baylor the edge in that one in 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 a Big Twelve postseason tournament atmosphere, just because battle-tested national champions from last year. And I just think Kansas Baylor kind of could be on a collision course to meet in the final here. Yeah, no, I mean, there's like that's as chalk as you can go, and I think we, we both agree that it will be Kansas Baylor. I just If you want to talk about that Texas-TCU matchup, because that's a good one. This Texas team has kind of been disappointing this year. A lot of people expect them to be one of the best teams in the country in the preseason, really. But this TCU team has some good wins. Like we said over Kansas, they beat Texas Tech earlier this year. They've solidified their spot in March Madness. Who do you think is going to win that Texas TCU matchup to have a date with what we expect to be Kansas? Yeah, that's this is this is a tough one for me. Uh, TCU had their moments late March and regular season. Projected nine seed right now. 
uh, per bracket matrix. So it seems like they're going to be safely in the field. Obviously, you never know if they get blown out or something like that. Um, I'm going to give the edge to to the better team here in Texas. I think this has potential to be a really close game, back and forth, uh, another low-scoring type game. Texas and TCU, both top 25 defenses in the nation. Um, but I'm going to give the edge to Texas here. I think Marcus Carr, kind of, this is a big narrative for me to watch here this March. Marcus Carr, the Minnesota guard, legendary uh, Minnesota guard, transfers to Texas. Hasn't really been his year, been back and forth. Hasn't Has Not had some all. moments, but it's kind of like you came to Texas for these moments. Forget the regular season. So much is made about, you know, there's three seasons. The regular season, the conference tournament, and the NCAA tournament. This is, this is a real good chance for uh, Marcus Carr to kind of prove why he made this decision. And I think the TCU game could be a, a good start for him. Um, so I like Texas over TCU in, in, in a close, good game. But that's that's one we will definitely be tracking here. And a, a Thursday, 11.30 a.m. game, which will be the same time as Michigan, yeah. Indiana. That's, yeah, that, wow. that's, that's unbelievable. That's Those are two amazing games at that time. Um, I'm going to disagree with you, though. I think TCU is going to win that game over Texas. I just think this Texas team, it's not like you talked about Marcus Carr. He's struggled. They really struggled top to bottom in terms of the expectations that they had coming in. I think they're going to lose to TCU in the quarterfinals in the Big 12 tournament. I don't think Texas is primed to make a run at all in March, probably not even to the second weekend, in my opinion. Obviously, we'll see how that plays out. But TCU, this team is battle-tested. We said big wins over Texas Tech this year, big win over Kansas, battle Kansas hard again. I think we're going to have a rematch of TCU-Kansas. I think TCU beats Texas in that quarterfinal. So you said Baylor you think is going to win the whole thing or win this Big 12? I think we both said it's going to be Kansas Baylor. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be Kansas. Actually, okay, I, I agree. Yeah, they're I, both. They, they split. Um, it's it, obviously an even two double digit deficits yeah. in both those games. I think you'll see a much better game in the championship here. But obviously, the the, the Big Twelve tournament. It, it's always a home game for Kansas, being yep. in, in Kansas City, uh, Kansas City, Missouri. But obviously, not too far from from Kansas. Uh, I just think. Bill Self uh, is, is really just going to have his team playing really well here in March. I don't think Okai Baji, obviously, he was a National Player of the Year candidate, kind of, uh, what do I want to say, kind of fell off a little bit there towards the end, had a, a miserable game against, uh, I don't know why I can't remember right now, against Texas, uh, last game of the regular season, only one for 11 from the field and uh, eight points there. They were able to get the win but obviously not a great game from him there. I think you'll see a much more rejuvenated Abaji here in the uh, Big 12 tournament and someone who could become a March legend. I like Kansas over Baylor in a close game in the Big 12 final. I agree. I think I'm really close to having this Kansas team, not just go to the Final Four, to picking this Kansas team. and We'll do our picks next week once the the BRAC comes out. It depends on their path, but I think Kansas could win the entire thing. I think they're going to win the Big 12 championship. We both agree that it's going to be Kansas-Baylor in the championship. They're both plus 200, according to DraftKings, um, to win this conference tournament. And then Texas Tech is next at plus 350. So we both have Kansas-Baylor in the championship, and I think we're both going with Kansas, the number one seed in this conference is going to win it. And, you know, I mean, this, this Bill Self, I just I just trust him this time of year. I think this team's going to figure it out. They're going to find a way to beat Baylor and, and make a deep special run in March. All right, so now let's get to the Big East tournament, which other than the Big Ten, you know, we love the Big Ten basketball, but this is probably the most exciting conference oh tournament Thursday that I can find. Thursday is going to be electric at, yeah. at, at the Garden. So let's talk about the first round games first. Um, Xavier, number eight, Xavier against number nine, Baylor. Winner gets number one, Providence. Number seven, uh, St. John's against number 10, DePaul. Winner gets Villanova. Then Seton Hall is playing Georgetown. Um, 
know if Georgetown can maybe make a special run uh, again this year. That's probably, I haven't even looked at the numbers, but that has to be plus a million probably. And then they'll, they'll play number three seed UConn. Let's just look at those first round matchups. Who do you think has the best chance of those to make make a little bit of a run in this conference tournament? Um, I think it would have to be Xavier, just from the fact that they were playing like an NCAA tournament all year. We alluded to this on, on a past episode. But now they've they've really played themselves into the bubble. We kind of been talking about this area where you should be in, but you, you want to win the games you're supposed to, to to stay off the bubble come Big East tournament time. And the, Xavier did not do that. They lost to DePaul at home. They lost Seton Hall away. Obviously, not a bad loss, but they lost to St. John's at home as well. Not a loss you want to have. But to get they got well, they got swept by both St. John's and Seton Hall in the in the month of February and early March. They're going into the Big East tournament losing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of their last nine games. And this is not a place you want to be entering the tournament. Obviously, you can turn it around with a new season. And Butler, not a great opponent there. But you never know what can happen. This is March. Um, so that's a game I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on, uh, obviously, today at, at the time of listening. Um, and then just outside those that game there, um, Xavier's probably the only team I could – or, excuse me, and Seton Hall that could make a run at the Garden. And then I think the thing with St. John's is it's always a home tournament for them at the Garden. Yeah. Something, something special can always happen there, not that it hasn't in, in, in a little while. But it, it should be an exciting first round, which sets up for a great quarterfinal Thursday at the Garden. Yeah, I agree that um, I think it's, it's, it's Xavier probably because I don't think they have a problem with that first round matchup against Butler. And then Providence is certainly a beatable team. You know, they're still not getting respect even in this conference tournament. Villanova's the odds-on favorite at plus 150. Then UConn's number um, two at plus 330. And then Providence, who had the outright regular season title as the number one overall seed, they're plus 425 to win this conference tournament. You know, if Providence can beat Xavier Butler, they'll have a matchup against Creighton or Marquette. Um, I think we both expect to see Villanova and UConn in that semifinal mm-hmm. game. I agree. Like, Although Seton Hall, Seton Hall could keep it tight. They, they could against UConn. But I think even if it's Seton Hall or if it's UConn, whoever's Villanova playing, I fully expect Villanova to be in this final. I mm-hmm. think their path is too easy. I'm not so sure. Sh- I think this Marquette team could make a run to the final. Do you see that happening? I, it, that, that's a really tough call for me because Mar- Marquette's one of those teams obviously completely dif- disrespected going into the year. Kind of came on everyone's radar, slipped up a little bit, uh, got hot again in, in January. And then another team that really didn't end the season that well, losses to DePaul early March, also lost to Butler. I really don't think Marquette is playing their best basketball. I think they might have peaked in January. I, I actually think Creighton's going to beat them in, in the quarterfinal. I don't see Marquette making a run. I wouldn't be shocked, but I, I, I kind of like Creighton in the matchup there. Um, outside of that, looking at these quarterfinals, I, I kind of agree with you to the point where Villanova's going to coast to the final, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of who they play. Uh, whether it be UConn or Seton Hall, it's not going to be Georgetown, yeah. in the uh, in the semifinal on Friday. So I do like Villanova in the final. Um, I think Creighton will beat Marquette. I, and, yeah, I think Marquette's going to win. I, I, it, it'll be a good game. That, that's going to be a phenomenal yeah. game. I'm really excited for that. And then, But we both expect Providence to be there. So let's say our semifinals, we, it's Providence versus either Creighton or Marquette and then Villanova versus UConn. Um, you said Seton Hall has a chance to be UConn, but I fully expect Villanova to be in the final one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I think we're all on a collision course. for like I think Marquette could make a run to the final. I think they could upset Providence, but I'm not going to predict that. I think it's going to be a chalk matchup versus number one Providence versus number two Villanova for the third time this year. Villanova has beaten Providence twice, but I think I think Villanova wins this conference tournament. Yeah, this is this is a tough one for me just because 
in these in those two games, it's like Providence battled Villanova to the very yeah. end. Seemed like very even matchups, but Nova was just just a better version and and at better than Providence in both those games, winning close games, kind of that championship identity showing. Even though Providence did win the conference despite the sweep. Um, the, the only concern for me with Villanova is you know when you're playing these conference tournaments, you're playing back to back days. So this that'll it's be Villanova's third game in three days. There's and no we talk about all year. Team. They have no bench. They have nobody to rely on. Con Gillespie needs to be on his complete A game for them to be at their best. They don't have any bench to go to, especially at at the guard position. So if they're tired at all, you know it's really gonna it's gonna be difficult for them to win three games in three days. But I still think they find a way to do it, and I think it's against Providence again. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go with Providence in, in the third matchup there. I just think they they kind of they they got the be- or they got Villanova's best in both those games despite them playing their best ball. Obviously, the Dunkin' Donuts Center was electric for that first game. We went into detail on that. I just think Providence is due for its moment, and I don't think it's coming in the NCAA tournament. I no. think that they beat Nova Saturday night at the Garden. Um, gonna but, be gonna be a really. But isn't there a moment the regular season title like that? To me, that's Providence's moment it's, this year. It, I don't really, I I don't agree with everyone saying how lucky they are and their Ken Palm rating and all the analytics are incredibly disrespectful. But I don't see Providence making some like miraculous special run. I think their moment is that regular season title, which is it, it, it's an accomplishment. It, it's definitely a big accomplishment. I, I I see it happening again here at the Garden. Um, Although I could see Creighton or Marquette upsetting them in the semis. I kind of like them getting by in a tight game. We've talked about luck and how how well Providence has performed in close games. I like Providence getting to the final. I, I don't think they go 0-3 against Villanova. I just can't see it. The, the matchups were too close during the regular season. The teams were, were it seemed to be much more evenly matched than, than Ken the, Palm and everything yeah. else. The matchups were close, but it felt like if It Nova did feel like was Nova was better, better but the better team doesn't win all the time. No, I agree. But so who are you taking away? I'm, I'm going to take Providence. Okay. I, I know, I know so, it's but an you upset have Villanova, pick. Providence. Villanova, Providence. So we Providence both have the same. Okay. So we both have the same championship, which we've had for all three. But of but brackets. I think I think I have leaned to the point, even if I pick Providence to win this tournament, where if they get matched up with a team like Chattanooga in the first, which Joe already had this morning, could be a, a one and done. Okay. Depends right. on the draw. But I mean, it would be an awesome accomplishment for them if they can win the Big East regular season title and the tournament title, regardless of what happens. In the tournament, but all right, let's go to the ACC. A weak ACC this year. Um, you know, I only have one team that's going to win this conference. I think we 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 won't agree too much on that. But that conference tournament started yesterday. Pitt, number twelve seed, beat uh, number thirteen seed Boston College. Clemson, number ten seed, beat number fifteen seed NC State, and then number eleven Louisville beat number fourteen Georgia Tech. Um, the top four seeds in this conference are Duke, number one, Notre Dame, number two, North Carolina, number three, number four Miami. We could see. A Duke North Carolina rematch. Obviously, we didn't get into this, but Coach K's last game was completely spoiled against North Carolina at home. So we could see that rematch in the big in the ACC title game. Do you see anyone like I think I'm I'm thinking it's going to be Duke UNC again? And I don't see anyone winning this conference other than Duke. Is there a sleeper team somewhere in there that you have? Yeah, I think I think the sleeper team here would be Notre Dame, and another okay. situation where a team gets a double bye in a conference like the ACC and just hasn't really, you know, solidified their spot fully in the NCAA tournament um, bracket matrix. As Notre Dame, let's see, as as an eleven, as one of the last five at-large teams in the tournament, which is. 
just a weird place between them and Rutgers getting double buys and, and perennially strong conferences. Obviously, the Big Ten stronger than the ACC this season, but still Notre Dame earning the two seed and not feeling safely in yet. I think Notre Dame's going to come out there with, with kind of a fire beneath them. I think they'll beat Clemson or Virginia Tech, wherever it is in the quarters. And I could see them knocking off North Carolina in the semifinals. I'm not going to predict that just because I think North Carolina is a team that is peaking at the right time now, especially coming off that win against Duke. And kind of like you said, Duke versus uh, North Carolina in the finals is, is the way we both see it, the way it should be, yeah. um, even though Duke will be a heavy favorite again. Yeah, it's now. always fun when those two teams play three times a year. Hopefully we see that again. Duke is uh, minus odds to win this conference tournament. They're minus 125, and the next closest odd it. Closest odds is UNC at plus 600. And then Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, and Wake Forest are all plus 1,000 to win this conference tournament title. According to DraftKings, I think there's a shot. I think Virginia Tech is going to upset Notre Dame, assuming they beat Clemson, which I expect them to do tomorrow. But I think Virginia Tech is going to upset Notre Dame. It's going to be Virginia Tech, North Carolina in the um, semifinals. And the sleeper team I see is Wake Forest, who have finished the year. They've had a tremendous year. Another really team been that's under on the, the radar. Yeah, they're on the bubble, but I think they're going to have. A, they're going to be in the tournament. Their name's going to be called, unless they have a bad loss to Pitt tomorrow. But I think they beat Miami, but then they run into Duke in the semifinals, and I just think Duke is, is on the collision course with North Carolina to end up in the ACC title game, and I expect it to be Duke, like we both said. Uh, that was that was a mistake on my part. Fell in the bracket. Boston College uh, beat, beat Boston Pitt. College beat Pitt. Yeah, how, how did we forget that? Obviously, <laughs> we, we were we were talking about Jeff Capel before, and, and so it'll be Boston College. Yeah, against and, how, and how miserable he's been there in the fifteen million buyout he has. But that's a conversation for another time. Um, but I, I think Wake Forest Miami could be another one of those weird conference tournament matchups, kind of like Michigan Indiana. Were just really bubbly and two teams that have that have had their moments this season. Maybe, I think they're both maybe the losers out, but it's it's close. It, it's it, closer it close. for they're, Wake Forest, I think. I think Miami Miami's done enough this season, even in a weak ACC, to um, to firmly be on the right side of the bubble. I think it's more important for Wake Forest. I think Wake Forest is more of a, a, like they need to prove themselves in this conference tournament than Miami. Even though I think they're both gonna hear their name called on on Sunday. Yeah, it, it, it'll, it'll be it'll obviously be a close call. How these games play out is, is a big reason in deciding that. If they're, if they're close, could sway the committee one way or another. But um, should, we, should we make some picks on it? If, if we both got Duke, Duke Carolina in the championship, are we, uh, are we both in consensus on, on Duke um, winning that one? 100% Duke, yep. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in on There's that. Like, that would be – I wonder what the line would be in that game, but if somehow Coach K loses that – like obviously it's not. It would be a bigger deal to beat them in Coach K's last game in Cameron Indoor this past weekend. But there's no way they're losing to yeah, UNC. I, I, they're, they're the better team, and they shouldn't have lost. It was they were tight. They were there's so much pressure on them. There's too many emotions in the gym. They shouldn't have lost this past weekend. Duke is by far the better team. Agreed. And I mean North Carolina was a bubble team until that. Yep. All right. So now let's get into SEC tournament, which also should be a phenomenal tournament. Um, I think this is collision course as well, <laughs> but number one, the number one seed in tournament is Auburn. Um, number two seed is Tennessee. Number three, Kentucky. Even though Kentucky may very well be the best team in this conference and most team, most prime team to make a run in March, and then we have number four, Arkansas. So those are the top four teams. Those teams all automatically have a double bye to the quarterfinals. But then we the first round um, we have Mississippi State playing uh, South Carolina. Excuse me, that's the second round. And then we have Florida playing Texas A and M. Um, do you see it? Like, who do you see from here making a little Cinderella run well, in this tournament? Well, I think I think a really interesting storyline, a team that's kind of played its way into that first four, first eight out, despite 
losing, I think it was eight in a row in, in January, February, and nine out of 10, is Texas A&M, a team that somehow respectably at 20 and 11, and led, led by Buzz Williams, kind of getting his team playing at the right time here, um, they almost beat Auburn, or did they almost, excuse me, sorry about that, that was Mississippi State, but um, end, of, end of the season, a four-game winning streak, five out of six, uh, they beat Alabama on the road, killed them, which yeah. kind of, I think, opened a lot of eyes to some people. And they have a very winnable matchup with Florida there. I will say, I think, if, if Texas A&M does beat Florida in that second-round match, just just keep Florida out of the tournament, please. They, they no, lost, they're on the wrong side of the bubble. They, they lost to Maryland. They, they lost to Texas Southern. It's a bad loss. It's, um, I'm just not a Florida believer at all. I think the loser of that will automatically be out yeah. but i think a storyline to watch here is if texas a&m does win that game and if they can knock off auburn we have seen those 1-8 matchups in yeah. the sc tournament or 1-8 upsets in the sc tournament that's a team that people out of nowhere you know they might not even need to steal a bit at that yeah. point they'd be they'd be 22 and 11 with, with with a signature win over auburn and knocking out another bubble team in florida so kind of a team that's kind of emerged on the bubble out of nowhere in a&m a team that no one really thought of until now um, that, that's that's a storyline for me to watch there, at least in the early rounds. Yeah, my sleeper team in this conference tournament is LSU as the five seed. They'll, if they can beat Ole Miss or Missouri, they'll get the winner of that game on Thursday, and then they would have to play Arkansas. And this team's been really consistent all year, but they have some big wins, and they just played Arkansas last week, and they only lost by one point. I think this LSU, LSU and that was a phenomenal game, by the way. Yeah, it was. You, I think this LSU team phases out and beats Arkansas, and then I think they upset Auburn. I just... I think all I think still think this Auburn team, despite falling off the last month of the season, to you know they were the they were the clear on consensus number one team in the country, and then they've fallen off a little bit, even though they won the SEC regular season title. I still think this Auburn team is primed to make a run in in March Madness, but I don't think it's going to happen in this SEC tournament. I think LSU knocks them off in the semifinal game, but I do think we have chalk on the other side of the bracket. I think Tennessee plays Kentucky. In the SEC title game, I think Kentucky beats LSU in the SEC final. How do you see that final playing out? Who, who yeah, the, the the top half of the bracket's really hard for me to to. I just see kind of decide right now. I think I think you. It's not really LSU. I don't think Auburn's winning this. I don't think Auburn's going to the final. Well, I think I think Arkansas can beat Auburn too, and I think no, I yeah, think, right. I think Auburn could also get upset yeah. in the quarterfinals. I don't think they will. Um, I think I think just looking at this bracket, I think Kentucky's the best team in the conference. I think they they're going to win the conference title, regardless of, of who they would meet in that championship. I think uh, they'll beat Tennessee in the semifinals. They won't have a problem with Bama in the quarters, yeah. even though that that could also be a really great game. The SEC is just, just really deep teams, one through six. There should be six oh, tournament that could, that teams. Could, that could there all, will be six the tournament teams. And it'll, it'll just be really, really fascinating to watch play out because, to me, it does feel like multiple teams can win this tournament, although, I to me, I, I side with the team that I think – is the best team in the conference despite being third. I think Auburn, we, we unfortunately, we may have seen their best, kind of like you said. I think Jabari Smith will have his moments here in March. Um, it could come in this tournament, could come in the NCAAs. But I like Kentucky in the finals, um, and I'm going to go off over Auburn. I know, I know you had the upset there, but I just think I think Auburn kind of strings together a little bit of confidence heading into the tournament, kind of proving, you know, that, hey, we didn't come on the radar and come to number one in the country just to disappear for the rest of the season. I know that was a narrative I just brought up before, but uh, I, I think I think Auburn kind of gets it together a little bit here, but loses to Kentucky in the championship. Um, obviously, that first Auburn-Kentucky game where Auburn did rise to number one in the country when Tata Washington got hurt. I think Kentucky's kind of feeling a little revenge from there, and uh, I just like Kentucky over Auburn in the final here. 
yeah, I, I, I don't blame you because, you know, this Auburn team, depending on their draw and what seed they end up with, this team could easily make a deep run into the Final Four. I don't think anyone would be shocked by that. But, like, this isn't a hot take by any means. But like we said about Kansas earlier, I, I'm the Kansas-Kentucky, these are two teams that I'm seriously considering picking to win the national title. And I think this starts with Kentucky in this SEC tournament. Um, they're the odds-on favorite at plus 190 to win it. Auburn's the second uh, favorite, plus 260. Then Tennessee, plus 330. Arkansas, plus 750. And then LSU is plus 1,000. So I have a Kentucky-LSU final, Kentucky winning it. And you said you have Kentucky-Auburn with Kentucky winning it as yep. well. All right, so now let's go to the last um, conference tournament we're going to discuss. Um, excuse me, the Pac-12 tournament. Um you know, it's not as glorious. The Pac-12 isn't phenomenal this year. They should have three bids in the conference, probably maybe maybe four, but probably three bids in this conference. Arizona te- Arizona is one of the best teams in the entire country. We were talking about Gonzaga earlier. It looks like they're going to win their conference title. So they're going to be the number one overall seed, but we expect Arizona to be the number two overall seed and easily, obviously, be on the one seed line. But do you see anyone winning this conference tournament besides Arizona? You've Colorado at the four seed. Um... UCLA at the two, USC at the three. You know, Arizona, Colorado could actually be an interesting matchup in that quarterfinal, or excuse me, semifinal. But do you see anyone winning this tournament besides Arizona? Uh, I don't. Uh, I think Arizona is going to win the tournament. I think there's definitely something to be said for UCLA um, falling off. Obviously, ties what number two in the country, mm-hmm. ending the season on a three-game winning streak, uh, beat USC in, in the last game of the regular season. Um, I think UCLA has a chance to win this tournament. I think they have a chance to make a major statement to kind of get back to that team that beat Villanova early on in the season. Um, just, just, just a team that beat Arizona, obviously, in January. I think UCLA does have a chance here. I think Arizona will coast to the final. I think they'll ultimately beat UCLA in the final. I don't see USC as much of a threat to UCLA. But the biggest narrative here is, to me, UCLA. I think we Arizona's a locked-in one seed regardless of what happens in this tournament. Mm-hmm. What, what do we see from UCLA? What seed line do they ultimately end up getting in the tournament? A UCLA team that was, before the season, was consensus top five, right. top and, ten and, team. And now, now are they going to be on that four line, the yep. five line, the three line? We don't really know. Uh, I think they're consensus four as of now. So that's just that's just the overwhelming narrative to me here is UCLA, you got to show me something if, if you want to get considered uh, to be a Final Four contender and, and maybe even have a shot as they did last season. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It's going to be chalk in this tournament. I think Arizona is an easy path to the final. I think they're going to see UCLA, but I do think um, Arizona is going to knock off UCLA in this conference uh, tournament championship. You, I don't think USC can really compete with UCLA, and you know Vegas doesn't really disagree too much. Arizona's the odds-on favorite at minus one twenty, and UCLA is plus one sixty, and then the next closest favorite is USC at plus one thousand. So everyone expects it to be Arizona UCLA, and I think we agree with that chalk that it's going to be that matchup in the final. And I have Arizona, and you have Arizona as well. Arizona or UCLA. I, I just think another point in this tournament. It's really weird that a team is number four got. Got the bye uh, in Colorado in you know a conference that's 12 teams, and they, they don't even have a chance at the tournament mm-hmm. unless they win the whole thing. All right, so there's, we talked about all the major uh, tournaments. They're all going to be happening over the next week. Um, real quick, you know, we're not going to go deep in the A-10 tournament, but you know Dayton is one of those bid stealers. I think they're on the wrong side of the bubble right now. I, th- I believe that the, the Davidson's the favorite to win the A-10 yep. 
Dayton's the second favorite. But if Dayton wins that conference tournament, that's a bid stealer, and someone someone yeah, who's on the right I, side of that bubble is going to be knocked off. But if David if Dayton wins it, I still think Davidson gets it. I'd honestly I'd go to the point to say that that Dayton, even if they don't win it, let's say they make the final and and they lose to to Davidson. Now let me let me pull up the bracket here. I think it'll work out like that. I think that's a team that could definitely be in the tournament. I see. I was thinking about that. I I disagree with that because. The A-10 is really just not as strong as we thought it was going to be at the end of the year. I don't think the committee would see it as a run to the final in the A-10 tournament as something that would put them in. Because I really think they're on the wrong side of the bracket. I think they need to jump a bunch of people where I don't think there's anything they could do in this A-10 tournament in D.C. this week where that would get them into the tournament except for winning the entire thing. Right. I mean, it'll, 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 like who are they, it'll who be Who are their big wins in this tournament? Well, VC, VCU is another team that's kind of floating on the they're, bubble there too. Again, they're not. They don't, I don't think. It, I think it, this yeah. is going to be a one-bid conference. I, 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 think, I think it's... I think I th- I think I'm gonna go bold prediction here. I think it has a chance to be two. I don't think Davidson wins this conference tournament, okay, that, but I yeah. think but I you think I, I think they'll be in regardless. Yeah, I agree. I might actually agree with you. I don't think I think so. I think this is a weird conference where really weird Davidson or Dayton both aren't gonna win it. Like maybe it's VCU, and then it will become a two bid conference because the conference winner would be in the tournament, obviously. And then Davidson, we all agree, their resume is good enough to be in the tournament as an at-large bid. So I think I might agree with you. I don't know if it's going to be Dayton. It could be VCU. Maybe it's it's even St. Bonaventure, St. Louis. I think someone even, other even, than Davidson. Even Richmond could win a couple games yeah. and make some noise. These, these, I, aren't, these aren't teams that have at-large resumes. I think the only teams that would even garner that consideration by the committee are the top three seeds in Davidson, Dayton, and VCU. But... Like St. Bonaventure, preseason top yeah. twenty-five team fell off the map. Did they? Did they regain some ground no, here? Kind I mean, of they've been playing noise. well recently. St. Louis I, can make some noise. I agree with you, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to predict it because I don't know exactly. But I think that a team other than Davidson wins this conference title. If they get in the tournament, Davidson also gets in the tournament. So it does become a two-bid com- uh, conference. Yeah, and and I think if if I was forced to make a prediction here, I think I would go Dayton. Um, just the way this draw breaks out, I think they won't have a problem yeah. with either GW or UMass. And Dayton's also the odds-on favorite at plus 300 to win the conference title, and then Davidson's second And it, it says a lot that plus 300's the favorite, and then it's four, four, excuse me, four teams within plus 450, and then you got another team at plus 650 and another team at plus 750. So you got six teams within plus 750, uh, seven and a half to one to win the conference. Yeah. I think it's, it's going to be a really exciting tournament. I think... Could be the easily the best mid major uh, conference tournament of the year. I, no, I, I we agree. were I know we were watching some of the, uh, the excuse me the Big South tournament where there mm-hmm. the, every game there went to overtime and and some buzzer beaters there so, so that that was also awesome. But I think this tournament definitely has a chance. A bunch of teams that could be considered tournament caliber to win this tournament uh, tournament conference tournament. So one point and, in the year that this was going to look like a four maybe yep. maybe a four team um, bid league. And maybe even George Mason was in the consideration. They obviously completely fell off. But I think it's going to be two two teams just because, you know, I'm going to say VCU is going to win this conference tournament. That's my prediction. VCU wins I, I, conference I, tournament. I, them and Davidson are both in, in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a team from that bottom half. Um, I think St. Louis, St. Bonaventure could be a great basketball game. I think the winner of that could knock off Davidson in the semis. Mm-hmm. I don't think they will. But so it, it's going to be really pick? competitive. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving my pick. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Dayton, Dayton okay. over 
Davidson in the conference final. All right, and so that would get them off the bubble. It would give them an automatic bid. All right, so we broke down a lot of conference tournaments. Obviously, those are going to take place throughout the rest of this week. Selection Sunday is on Sunday. The brackets will be revealed. And then next week, we'll be right back here breaking down the entire bracket before March Madness officially kicks off. It's the best time of year. Thanks yes, for sir. listening, everybody, to Collegiate House, and have a great week.